Welcome to Everyday Wellness. I'm Kelly Donahue, clinical health psychologist, here with my colleague, Cynthia Thurlow. I'm a nurse practitioner, and we are both super passionate about food, here to educate, inspire, and advocate for you for your best health. Hey, hey, wanted to come to you today and talk to you about some of the things that Kelly and I are really loving these days. And one of them are the Dry Farm Wines. And I'm not sure how much you know about this company, but what really makes them different and unique is that they are sourcing wines from organic vineyards where there are low to no sugar or carbs. And interestingly enough, most modern wines have more sugar than a liter of soda. Scary, right? They're lower in alcohol, they're lower in sulfites, and sulfites are kind of those things that can cause a lot of uh, symptoms. You know, sometimes people will get headaches and histamine responses, etc. They are one of our sponsors for our podcast, and we'd love for you to take advantage of trying out some of their wines. They have lots of options. I love their rosés, but you can go to www.dryfarmwines.com backslash Cynthia Thurlow and you can check out what they have there and try some things out and definitely let us know what you think. Hello everyone and welcome. We are so thrilled today to have with us Dr. Terry Walls. Dr. Walls is a clinical professor at the University of Iowa where she conducts clinical trials testing the efficacy of therapeutic lifestyle to treat multiple sclerosis related symptoms. In addition, she is the author of The Walls Protocol, How I Beat Progressive MS Using Paleo Principles and Functional Medicine, and the cookbook, The Walls Protocol Cooking for Life, The Revolutionary Modern Paleo Plan to Treat All Chronic Autoimmune Conditions. Dr. Walls, welcome. Thank you for having me. We're very excited and delighted to have you here. Now, each one of our guests, when we bring them on, we always like to start from the beginning. And, and so I know a lot about your background, but I know that many of our listeners may not be quite as familiar, but I would love for you to share kind of how you became interested in, you know, initially, you know, starting in medicine, you know, what was the impetus for that, um, you know, kind of walk us through that. Um, so I'm a uh, farm kid. Uh, and originally I went off to study art, but along the way decided I was going to starve uh, and then went back to uh, my enjoyment of science uh, and ended up in medical school uh, and uh, became a, a, a physician uh, and uh, then went up and uh, started my practice in central Wisconsin at the Marshfield Clinic uh, where I could have a academic center and still live uh, in a fairly rural environment, uh, which I enjoyed a, a great deal. Uh, camping, hiking, biking, uh, running, canoeing, uh, very much a wilderness outdoor kinds of person at that time. And, and then of course, you know, my life changed. So I, when I had kids, I decided I, I wanted a more academic environment and I, I came to the University of Iowa in 2000. And then of course life changed uh, again uh, in this very fundamental way with uh, being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis uh, and having to deal with uh, becoming actually quite uh, profoundly disabled uh, in a very uh, rapid time frame. So within three years, uh, I would end up in a tilt reclined wheelchair. Now, as a clinician, because you know so much, you know, beyond what the general public understands about multiple sclerosis, I'm sure that that must have been devastating initially because I, I would imagine at the time your children were still fairly young. 
yeah, yeah. My son uh, was eleven. No, pardon me. My son was eight. My daughter was five. Um, and so my kids were really very young. When I was first diagnosed, I went and uh, read uh, uh, the literature. You know, and keep in mind, you know, so I'm a, 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 at an academic center reading the literature, getting more and more upset because I, I'm seeing the natural history is progressive decline, uh, high probability of uh, a fatigue disability, high probability of a gait disability. Uh, my spouse sits me down and says, Terry, you, you got to stop reading. It's just getting you upset. We'll go find the best center here in the Midwest. Uh, and we'll have you see them. You'll take the best drugs, the newest drugs, uh, and but you, you have to stop reading. So I do that. Uh, so we go to the Cleveland Clinic. I take the newest drugs, and I continue to relentlessly and actually very rapidly decline. So it, that was very, uh, very, very challenging in the beginning. So Dr. Walls, what made you go from accepting this kind of traditional way of treating the disease to uncovering a new way of approaching it? Well, you know, my, my Cleveland Clinic uh, physicians uh, suggested I read the work of Lauren Cordain uh, two years into my diagnosis. Uh, I read his papers, his books, and after some prayer and meditation, I went back to eating meat because I'd, I'd been a vegetarian 20 years. Uh, the next year I needed a tilt recline wheelchair. And I thought, okay, I know how bad this is going to be. I'm going to be uh, potentially bedridden, uh, potentially demented. I got to do everything I can to slow this down because and, you know, now I have secondary progressive MS. There's going to be no uh, recovery of functions uh, once, once gone. Uh, and so I go back to reading the basic science, you know, because my kids are a little bit older, but, you know, eight and 11 is still very, very young. And I'm not wanting to become a financial burden to my family. So I uh, start reading uh, and experimenting on myself based on what I'm reading. I, I uh, read about the, uh, I, I'm really thinking that this is much more of a degenerative disease process. Uh, and so I'm reading Parkinson's and Alzheimer's and ALS literature. And I decide that mitochondria are the big driver. I uh, design a supplement protocol for my mitochondria. And uh, it's clear that that slows my, is slowing my decline and that my fatigue is somewhat less when I'm taking my supplements than when it's not. Um, and then, you know, I, I think by the summer of 07, I, I'm so weak, I can't sit up in a regular chair. I have a zero gravity chair. Um, but the university and the VA have, re have redesigned my job multiple times to allow me to continue to work. But my chief of staff uh, finally calls me in to say, he's going to assign me to the traumatic brain injury clinic he describes a job that I know I can't do. And I'll have to, I'm, I'm gonna, he tells me I'm gonna be assigned to this job in six months. And so I interpret that as uh, his way of saying, uh, we're done redesigning your job. You're finally gonna have to take, apply for medical disability. But you know, God works in mysterious ways uh, because that's when I discover electrical stimulation of muscles uh, the following week when I'm reviewing a study protocol for the Institutional Review Board. And then a couple of weeks later, I discovered the Institute for Functional Medicine. I take their course on neuroprotection. So I have a more intensive rehab program. I have a more intensive supplement program. Uh, and I start all of those things uh, uh, in the uh, early fall. And then I have a really big aha moment, like what if I redesign my paleo diet based on these 17 nutrients that I, that I identified as really important uh, to get them in the food supply. 
and so again, that's uh, more research, uh, yeah, and I do that. And I, so I finally get this all sorted out, and I'm starting this new way of eating at the end of December. And then in January, I go start my uh, new role in the traumatic brain injury clinic. And to my amazement, you know, I can do this. And I realized that my uh, trigeminal neuralgia uh, is finally under much better control. My uh, brain fog is remarkably less, and my energy is better. Uh, and then uh, three months later, I'm beginning to walk uh, with a cane, uh, and my physical therapist is uh, advancing my uh, physical therapy, saying, man, you're getting stronger. He's having me lift weights. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, at nine months, I'm on my bike for the first time uh, in six years. Uh, and uh, at 12 months, I'm able to do a 20-mile bike run with my family. So I, how I'm thinking about disease and health is radically transformed. Uh, how I'm practicing in my traumatic brain injury clinic and in my primary care clinic is radically transformed. My chief of medicine, who's watching all this, uh, calls me in and, and uh, gives me the job of getting a case report written up, which I do. And he also then calls me back and says, uh, I want you to shift your research focus because this is so remarkable. This is what I want you to study. I, and ultimately, um, he, get, he gets me the mentors. Uh, and this has, has since become the, where we do our clinical research. And I've done uh, four studies now. Uh, we're just getting ready to, to launch our fifth study. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, we're able to show that, yes, others can do the stuff that I did. And when they do, they too experience remarkable improvements in quality of life. Uh, and so we continue to refine uh, our intervention and continue to see very uh, positive results. It's such an incredibly inspiring story. For anyone that's listening, to have that kind of shift where, you know, traditional Western medicine trained physician, I'm a nurse practitioner, Kelly's a psychologist, but to start to see those kinds of profound changes with things as simple as changing your nutrition is just incredible. I mean, it, it's just the, the, the concept of um, sometimes, you know, when we go through a, a trial or tribulation or an incredibly trying time can be a powerful impetus for enacting, you know, significant change. And obviously, Dr. Uh, Walls, you've been able to do that. And, and uh, we're so grateful that you're here today sharing that with us. And I know over the last several years, you know, your message and your research has come a long way. Um, can you tell us that you mentioned that you've got this next research project that's ongoing, the study. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So um, the study that I'm just wrapping up now is a uh, comparing a low-fat diet uh, to the Walls diet. Uh, and we will have our last study visit there in January, analyzing the data and submitting it off to abstracts this spring. Uh, and I, I'm in the uh, review process uh, right now to have uh, the next study approved uh, by our, our review board. And in this study, uh, we'll be taking people who are newly diagnosed with multiple sclerosis, who have been offered drugs and have declined them, and who want to use diet and lifestyle. We'll uh, see them uh, enroll, you know, confirm the diagnosis, enroll them, uh, train them on our diet and lifestyle program. Uh, and we're going to monitor their quality of life, uh, their function, uh, and biomarkers, including MRIs. Uh, and we will compare them to a group of newly diagnosed MS patients 
who are um, being treated by the by our MS clinic, so they're getting standard of care. Uh, and so it, it's not randomized. So there'll, there'll be plenty of flaws and weaknesses, but it'll be the first time that prospectively we're, we're uh, comparing a group of people who have been offered and declined drugs who are using diet and lifestyle exclusively and comparing them uh, to a group of people who are using drugs. Uh, and, um, you know, if we can show that, what is the difference? Uh, uh, are, are people taking drugs dramatically better off? Are they equivalent? Or is diet and lifestyle uh, better? Uh, and we really don't know which way it will go, but it, it's incredibly important because more people are wanting to use diet and lifestyle either uh, because they're, they're very afraid of the adverse events uh, from the drugs, or um, they are just much more committed to diet and lifestyle. And they'd like to see what happens if they do just diet and lifestyle. Uh, and so this will be the very first study that systematically begins to answer uh, this uh, vitally important question. That's so exciting. And I know that from looking at your Amazon reviews, you have over 1,300 reviews. Most are yeah. glowing positive. So you have that sort of data to show that it's working, but it'll be amazing to see from a well, scientific perspective how it's working. Correct. So, you know, my, my TED Talk has uh, like 3.4 million views. We have hundreds of thousands of followers in social media. Uh, and, you know, uh, again, hundreds of thousands uh, in my email list. Uh, and, and so every week we hear uh, basically testimonials of people whose lives have been changed implementing diet and lifestyle from autoimmune diseases, mental health diseases, other neurologic diseases, uh, you know, and, and ordinary primary care stuff like diabetes, obesity, uh, chronic pain. But it, it's so important to do clinical trials. It's so important to publish in the peer reviewed scientific literature. Uh, and uh, so in, in this case, uh, comparing uh, people who've been, who have a serious autoimmune diagnosis like MS, uh, and we're doing it, manage it only with diet and lifestyle, can't get that approved yet for a randomized IRB trial because of uh, sa um, safety concerns. That's not standard of care. So this really is the first step. Uh, so if we can show that in the people who've been offered drugs have declined them, uh, that we can quantify, uh, are they helped, are they harmed? Um, that's the first step. If we're able to show that those people are not seriously harmed, then the next kind of study we could do uh, would be a randomized study. And, and perhaps that kind of study design might be a randomized study where everyone comes in, wants to have diet and lifestyle. So that, that part is easy, but then you randomize, you get drugs now or you have to wait. Mm -hmm. uh, and you'll, you have to wait at least a year. We'll follow you clinically with um, a clinical uh, focus and MRIs. And at the end of the year, we'll be able to compare the two groups. Uh, and so uh, that would probably be the study that we would do following this study, uh, assuming that we can show that it's uh, a, a safe thing to offer. Do you find yourself struggling to get a good night's sleep? If so, you may be dealing with a hidden mineral deficiency. It is not at all uncommon in perimenopause and menopause to deal with sleep 
challenges. And we know that one of many contributory reasons for poor sleep can be a reduction in specific minerals that help regulate sleep quality, including magnesium, which is involved in GABA, which is our body's main calming neurotransmitter. We also know that we need potassium to create melatonin. And this is a hormone that is a master antioxidant, but is also utilized to help induce sleep We also think about things like zinc, which can balance excitatory neurotransmitters like glutamate. And if it's overactive, meaning if your glutamate levels are too high, it can prevent your brain from becoming more relaxed and inducing sleep. And lastly, selenium increases both our deep sleep and sleep duration. All these minerals matter a lot for sleep and any imbalances or deficits can have a major impact on the quality of sleep you get each night. And that's why I love Beam Minerals. They offer a full spectrum mineral supplement that gives you every essential mineral your body needs in the right doses, all in a highly absorbable liquid form. All you do is take a shot of bean minerals about an hour before bed. Don't worry, it tastes like water. And you'll replenish all of your body's minerals in about 30 seconds and give your brain what it needs for deep restorative sleep. I've been using this product over the last several months. I've really been impressed with the improvement in my sleep metrics, which I like to share on social media with my followers. And if you want a simple way to improve your sleep, head over to www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. That's www.beaminerals.com and use code Cynthia for 20% off your first order. Have you guys heard about a bioactive whole food on the market with 5,000 published research studies backing it? When my oldest son needed to go on antibiotics a few months ago, I discovered Armra Colostrum and the benefits for him and his recovery from being on antibiotics have been instrumental in me now recommending this to my dairy non-sensitive patients and clients. Armra's colostrum strengthens immunity ignites metabolism, fortifies gut health, promotes hair growth and skin radiance, and powers fitness performance and recovery. My son has mentioned to me over and over again how great his gut feels, how he has improved his digestion and gut function as well. Colostrum is a rich, exclusive source of immunoglobulins or antibodies that optimize our immune defense even during cold and flu season. And we know that mucosal barriers house over 80% of our body's immune cells, including including the antibodies IgG and SIG-A. And these immunoglobulins bind and intercept harmful particles like viruses, bacteria, and toxins, blocking them from crossing into the barriers into our bloodstream. And Armour's colostrum contains the highest levels of SIG-A and IgG to ensure your most fortified first line of protection. It's sustainably sourced, and it's important to know that you want to mix colostrum only with cold liquids or foods or dry scoop it into your mouth. This is also great for the oral microbiome. And we've worked out a special offer for my everyday wellness community where you can receive 15% off your first order. Go to tryarmra.com slash Cynthia15 or enter Cynthia15 to get 15% off your first order. That's T-R-Y-A-R-M-R-A.com slash Cynthia15. You definitely want to check it out. So incredibly exciting. Now I've had the pleasure uh, as, as has Kelly of watching your, your Ted talk, which was incredible. Just it was 
one of the most detailed TED Talks I've been able to listen to and watch. I would love for you to share with the listeners a bit about the nutrients that are sure. so critical um, in, involved in your, your plan. So- so, you know, things that we uh, talked about, uh, some uh, B vitamins, uh, vitamin C, uh, the carotenoids, uh, essential fats, uh, and minerals. Uh, and so, uh, and, uh, you know, coenzyme Q, these were things that are really vital for uh, uh, mitochondrial function. And I've been taking uh, those things in supplement form. And what I want to remind everyone who's listening is, I still declined when I was relying just on supplements. But when I had the aha moment of, I should use what I'm taking in supplement form to redesign my diet in a very specific way. Because I, I had adopted the paleo diet, which focused on things, what to remove, but doesn't provide detailed guidance on what you gotta be eating, what to add. So the, you know, again, this was more research. And my thinking was that if I get these nutrients from, from the food supply, there, you know, there, there are literally, uh, I think, 80,000 compounds that we know have nutritional value. We have like 17 uh, nutrients with RDAs. Um, and so you, if you try to nourish your body just using nutrients, we're, we are probably missing many tens of thousands of compounds that are really important to how we run the chemistry of life. And our microbiome is probably missing the hundreds of thousands of compounds that they need to run the microbiome uh, efficiently and effectively as well. Uh, and so uh, then if we look at what happened, when I really focused on what to add to my diet and how to structure my diet uh, for maximal nutrient intake for these key nutrients, it, the change in my health status was dramatic the change in my function uh, steadily improved. Um, and I'll tell you, as I recovered, I began to travel uh, to give lectures. Originally on my previous area of research was diagnostic error. I discovered if, when I was traveling, I couldn't eat the way I normally eat, my energy plummeted uh, at about 36 hours. Um, and, and if I, so if I go off my dietary plan, I do not do well. Uh, and I've since learned how to travel, you know, with uh, organ meat capsules in hand uh, and with a head of cabbage in my luggage. Uh, I have always pulled out of uh, uh, airport security uh, and people are rifling through and they're handing up the cabbage. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, uh, that's what I need. Yeah. Well, Dr. Wallace, you have a beautiful visual of your suggested food diet pyramid available on your website. And I'm just wondering yes. if you can kind of talk people through what that looks oh, like. Oh, sure. So um, the key things, uh, there are things that we need you to remove, gluten, dairy, and eggs. Because for many of us, we have unrecognized food sensitivities. And if you've been eating them all along, uh, you don't realize that they're driving up your inflammation which may be driving up your pain, your fatigue, your irritability. So we got to get the inflammatory foods out. Then we fill you up with foods that are really great for you. Uh, so a uh, dramatic increase in vegetables. And, and the goal is nine cups of vegetables, three cups of, of deep leafy greens, uh, spinach, kale, uh, uh, parsley, uh, and other greens. Three cups of cabbage family, uh, so radishes, uh, rutabagas, uh, turnips, broccoli, cauliflower, 
uh, that kind of group. Uh, and then within that same sulfur group, uh, we have the onion family uh, and mushrooms as well. Uh, again, because uh, they're rich uh, in sulfur and sulfur-related compounds. And then the third uh, category is deeply pigmented. Uh, and for that, um, again, I, I try to have these concepts easily understood. You take the food item, you slice it in half. Is the pigment the color all the way through? So a red apple, you slice it in half. Uh, it's beautiful red skin, but white on the inside. So you can have it after your nine cups. So um, bananas, pears, apples are fine after your nine cups. I, the reason I want all that color is color is a great marker for polyphenols. Mm -hmm. uh, and these polyphenols, uh, this, these, this color, in study after study has been associated with lower rates of heart disease, obesity, diabetes, mental health problems. Uh, and we have multiple studies that show uh, if you use deeply pigmented blues, purples, blacks, even just a cup a day, it's associated with improved cognitive performance in people with early uh, mild cognitive decline. So this is, uh, you know, so again, it's three cups of color, three cups of uh, sulfur rich, three cups of greens. Uh, then we have, uh, you need to have protein. And I have a different plan for a vegetarian uh, and vegans uh, than I have for the meat eaters. Uh, I also want people to have uh, plenty of minerals. And so I like to uh, see some uh, sea salt uh, uh, and uh, some seaweed, uh, fermented foods. Um, and these would be fermented vegetables, not fermented grains, not fermented dairy. Um, and uh, then uh, fats, uh, your brain is uh, 60 to 70% fat. Uh, and so it, it's important that we have cholesterol. It's important that we have omega-3, omega-6 fat. Uh, depending on your lipids, um, I, I may you know, adjust those fat recommendations. Uh, and so you know, in my book, I, I give the guidance on how to personalize this uh, based on what your lipids and your family history and your current symptoms look like. Because you know, the reality is there's never going to be one diet that is uniformly good for everyone other than the standard American diet. We know that that's uniformly bad for people because the, uh, the epidemiology is very clear. The standard American diet is associated with subtly worsening uh, health outcomes, worsening blood pressure, uh, elevated weights, uh, higher rates of cancers, higher rates of uh, obesity and diabetes. So we can uniformly predict that you'll accelerate disease find the standard American diet. Well, it's interesting when you talk about the standard American diet, it's so nutrient depleted. And I would imagine for anyone that's, you know, the standard American diet might incorporate um, maybe half a cup, maybe a cup a day of vegetables, but it's probably something fried. It's probably a fried yeah. potato, it might be a carrot. Uh, but beyond that, it's very nutrient depleted. And, and I would imagine, and, and for anyone that doesn't know the benefit of, of being able to see Dr. Waltz as we're having this conversation, she has one, two, three, four, at least five that I can see poop emoji stuffed toys in her background. And I would imagine yes. that one of the, the uh, caveats of including nine cups of um, vegetables into your diet a day is that you are going to have healthy and robust bowel movements without question. Well, you know, we certainly uh, talk about poop, uh, and I make it really simple. Um, I, I don't do the Bristol uh, one through seven numbers kind of thing. I think that's hard to understand. But people understand tea, pudding, 
snakes, logs, dry <laughs> logs, and rocks. Uh, and if you got uh, pudding and tea, you got too much fiber, you have to back off, get rid of the fruit, uh, maybe get rid of uh, the raw vegetables, uh, and, and reduce the fiber intake. If you got snakes and they're not getting into your pants, then that's perfect. If they get into your pants, you probably still have to back off. If you have comfortably easily passed logs, well, that's not ideal, it would be okay. If you have dry logs and rocks, you need more fiber. And that always gets a laugh, but people immediately understand that. Uh, and, and they ask like, should I get uh, a you know, test of my microbiome? I said, yes, every time you have a bowel movement, you stand up and look. So <laughs> you should always test your bowel movement and adjust your diet accordingly. I think that's great. And it provides such immediate feedback, especially with something like these lifestyle medicine approaches that tend to take maybe a little bit longer for you to see big results, but you can see daily results by looking in the toilet. And, and, if, and if you aren't looking in the toilet daily, that, that's also results that, <laughs> right. that you need to have more fiber uh, in your diet. Very true. I think one of the things that I find so humorous and nurses, you know, patients tell us everything and I always hear the, I feel a little uncomfortable sharing this. And I was like, I, I'm always happy to talk about poop. But there are people that are out there that think it's normal to go to the bathroom, only have a bowel movement once or twice a week. And I remind them, poop is a barometer of our health. Really, we yeah. should be going every single day. And as, as Dr. Walls, you know, I, I love your depiction of <laughs> rocks and snakes, et cetera. Uh, you know, cannot make it more clear that it is our bodies are designed to eliminate toxins every day. And that's one of the ways that our body is able to do so efficiently if we're eating the right foods and not under too much stress and, and fueling yeah. our body properly. You know, if you ask people, would you like to carry a, a grocery bag full of uh, dry rocks every day? Because if you're pooping rocks, you're carrying this extra load of, of rocks in that were, are hugely challenging to your health. Uh, and uh, that's helpful. And also it's incredibly helpful to speak regular talk, regular language, regular words in metaphors that people can understand and, and, and will relate well to given their ethnic background and given uh, you know, where they are uh, vocationally and where they live in the country. Well, Dr. Wells, we know that you have used this protocol beautifully to heal your MS and your book focuses on autoimmune conditions. But for our listeners who might be wondering, hey, is this right for me? Should I try this? Can you talk about more specifically about the conditions that this sure. benefit? So in my primary care clinics, um, I you know, uh, did this for basically everyone. Uh, so people with high blood pressure, uh, obesity, uh, chronic pain, uh, uh, people that had uh, uh, neuropathies, uh, war injuries uh, from shrapnel, uh, people who have uh, fatigue, or they just know they're not feeling well and the other physicians can't make a diagnosis. And I tell them, well, let's not worry about the diagnosis. Let's just get you tuned up as well as we can and see what happens to your symptoms. So all of those things would remarkably improve. And then uh, anxiety, depression, uh, my folks who had concussions and continual symptoms after their concussion, uh, those would improve. Uh, people with uh, Parkinson's, uh, their tremors would reduce, uh, their uh, function would improve, their severe constipation uh, would reduce. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. It combines cutting edge technology and human expertise so you can see how your body responds to different types of nutrition, stress, 
exercise, sleep, and where you are in your menstrual cycle in real time. And by pairing a continuous glucose monitor with their app and expert nutritional guidance, NutriSense can help you reach your health goals. And the best part is it's not just a program where they send you the CGM and you have to figure it out on your own. Each subscription plan includes one month of free expert nutritionist support. Your nutritionist will work with you one-on-one, interpreting your data, and providing customized advice to help you reach your health goals. The last time I had my CGM on, my registered dietitian and I troubleshooted over some specific concerns that I had. And whether you're aiming to lose weight, stabilize your energy, or just feel better overall, NutriSense offers the guidance and support you need. And lasting sustainable change takes time and can be achieved through a longer term subscription. That's why I encourage my patients and clients to consider three, six, or 12-month subscriptions where it's actually less expensive and allows you to not only achieve your goals, but also to ensure that you stick to your healthy lifestyle for the long term. As I've mentioned before, I have found the CGMs I have used through NutriSense to be incredibly insightful, specifically to carbohydrate tolerance. I would not have known that plantains spiked my blood sugar without this information. It's also been hugely helpful for tailoring to workouts and sleep quality. And so for me, even though I am metabolically healthy, I find the insights to be particularly helpful to tailor my lifestyle changes to my blood sugar. Visit NutriSense.io slash EWP and use the code EWP for $30 off plus one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know you're a listener of the Everyday Wellness Podcast when they ask you how you heard about them. This is one of my favorite ways to take care of my health and one of my top recommendations for all of my patients and clients. At some point, we've all been sold a big fat lie. It's called the protein misconception. So starting in the 1980s, we all believed that more protein equated to more muscle growth. And I'm here to tell you it's a big misconception. This has a great deal to do that our body can only absorb protein that's broken down into smaller building blocks called amino acids. It doesn't matter if you're consuming 30 grams of protein or 300 grams of protein. If you don't have a sufficient supply of enzymes to digest the protein, your muscles will ultimately be unable to use these as vital building blocks. That's why it's crucial you take a high-quality digestive enzyme. The one I trust and use myself is called Masszymes by Bioptimizers. Masszymes is a full-spectrum enzyme formula with more protease than any other commercially available product. With five different forms of protease. Plus, it contains all the other key enzymes you need for optimal digestion. If you're experiencing bloating, gas, or digestive distress, a contributing factor can be that your body is no longer producing as much digestive enzymes. And you can try Masszymes today risk free. They have a 365 day full money back guarantee and is the gold standard in the industry. Go to biooptimizers.com slash Cynthia. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash Cynthia and use promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off of any order. Again, that's promo code Cynthia10 for 10% off any order. Uh, People with irritable bowel, uh, their uh, discomforts uh, would reduce. And then, of course, a wide, wide variety of autoimmune issues. So that's my primary care and my clinical experience. 
Then in terms of the tribe that follows me, you know, again, I have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people uh, that follow me. They uh, uh, often are posting on my Facebook page and are messaging me. Adults uh, and adults who have kids are telling me that uh, they'd been treating with uh, their health challenges with their conventional approaches through their experts at the Mayo Clinic, the Cleveland Clinic, and some of the best MS centers uh, around the country. And their, their physicians probably say, look, there's nothing more I can do. Uh, but they discovered my work, read my book, implemented my concepts, and what they discovered was their quality of life improved, their pain reduced, their energy improved. I gotta look up these conditions. Sometimes they're autoimmune, sometimes they're just some other chronic degenerative disease not well understood. Sometimes they're even genetic disorders. But even though they still have their genetic problem, their quality of life is vastly better. Um, and so my, my conclusion is the standard American diet and lifestyle for many of us accelerates disease, accelerates aging, uh, and the WALS protocol improves how we conduct the chemistry of life, improves quality of life, improves energy, uh, generally improves mood, reduces pain. And for many people, this translates into reduced needs for medications. Uh, and finally, many people are telling me they're off all of their prescription meds. And their physicians are saying, well, whatever you're doing, it's working, keep it up. I love that open-mindedness. Now, I, I do want to shift gears just to touch on the gut microbiome, which I know for a lot of people, they're understanding that in our gut, you know, we derive, you know, healthy neurotransmitters and, you know, their, you know, immunity and so many functions and the standard American diet can derail all these, you know, benefits that are derived from there. But tell us a little bit about how nutrition impacts the gut microbiome in a positive way or negative way for that matter. So um, I'm going to really help uh, teach this. If we go back to our ancestral mothers uh, thousands of generations ago, because there's always random mutations that are occurring all of the time, if in our ancestral mother a random mutation occurred so she could make compound XYZ, uh, but she had microbes that could, so she still got to have reproductive success. And at that moment, the genes for making compound XYZ had gotten exported to the gut microbiome. Uh, and so over thousands, millions of generations, the number of genes that we have steadily, that work properly have steadily dwindled. And so we've gotten down to about 25,000 genes that we need. And we have about 5 million genes in our microbiome that help us run the chemistry of life. As we narrow our diets, our food choices, into a, a more restrictive component, which very few vegetables, uh, uh, potatoes, corn are not vegetables, folks. Um, the diversity of the microbiome diminishes. The diversity of those genes diminish. And our, the ability for us to make all these biologically active metabolites, compounds that get into our bloodstream, narrows. And so we're, we don't have as robust of a biochemical profile. Our health declines. We have more pain, more irritability. Our, uh, the disease processes accelerate. The process of aging accelerates. And 
you know, we, we don't do nearly as well. We need more and more drugs. Now, it's really just been in the last 10 years that we've begun to understand the vital role of our microbiome in helping us run the chemistry of life. And literally, you could take any disease that you have or that you're concerned about, uh, go to PubMed, type in that disease, add in the word microbiome, and you're going to find a, a host of very interesting research papers that are saying people who have that disease have a different microbiome than the people who are healthy. And so if you want a healthier microbiome, look in the toilet. How's your poop? You got snakes or not? Uh, do you have soft, easily passed logs or not? And if it's either too loose or too dry, then we have to help you get your microbiome in better shape. That's so important. And so, you know, we've touched on the supplement piece and the food piece. I'm just wondering if you could give our listeners some solid tips on the lifestyle piece. So I, I think one of the, absolutely the most important part of this is to have great clarity as to what is your personal mission? What, what is it that you want your health for? Uh, because if you have clarity there, then it's far easier to do the work to deal with the addictions that we have to the sugars, the processed foods, the sedentary lifestyle. So for me, when I was so profoundly challenged, I, I understood that what was most important to me was raising emotionally healthy and resilient children that could grow into healthy adults that would be emotionally and financially successful. And that my kids were watching. And so it's like, okay, I'm getting more disabled, but I could do my workout every day. They could watch me do that. And they could watch me go to work every day. I, and I gave them more responsibilities around the house and, and both kids at different times would get really upset that they had all these chores to do. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's so not fair. But you know, that those are your chores. And it's not fair that I have MS, but I have to go to work anyway. And so yes, life's not fair, but we have to do the best we can. And you know, the, the kids would stamp their feet and would yell at me like, mom, I think you're glad you have MS. So you can lecture me about chores. Oh. Oh. And of course, they're both horrified that I tell that story, but you know, that, that's age appropriate for young children. The, the moral of all that is that having great clarity as to what is your inner purpose, whether it's your family, your children, uh, wanting to um, uh, contribute to your church, your uh, religious community, um, uh, a, a special project that you want to do at work or the uh, book or garden that you have, this can help people realize, okay, this is what's important. Now, if, if I want health to do that, now it, it makes it more worthwhile for me to tackle giving up sugar and eating vegetables. It makes it more worthwhile to uh, tackle adding prayer or meditation every day. It makes it more worthwhile to think about, well, maybe I'll put on a step counter and begin counting my steps uh, and adding activity. But because no one's, we, we can't do, uh, make changes for future benefits unless we can tie it into immediate benefits today. It's not in human nature. We, we, we can do things for immediate benefits. It's incredibly difficult for us to do things for an imaginary future benefit. That's such a beautiful sentiment. And it's so, so important that we're considering not just the nutrition piece, not just the supplements, but also finding our, our life mission or our purpose 
Now, I want to be super respectful of your time, but I would love you to tell us a little bit about your new book that's coming out. So um, uh, the Walls Protocol, uh, I've revised and updated it. Uh, and so it, it's so exciting because I'm able to go through the research uh, that we've done and how that's progressed. And then how the research world that everyone else is doing has progressed in terms of gene expression, the microbiome. Uh, we talk about uh, the changes in the diet uh, world and how uh, the, the neuroscientists are now saying, yes, diet and lifestyle matter a great deal for healthy brain aging and reducing the risk of cognitive decline for autoimmune issues and for all of us, for all of us who want to have a healthy brain going forward. Uh, and I will talk a lot more about the many ways you can get into ketosis uh, and the strategies for uh, ketogenic uh, eating uh, and, and fasting for healthy brain aging and for uh, treating disease. Uh, a lot more information on uh, neuro rehab and the uh, various strategies that we can do that, again, for healthy aging, or if you have a neuromuscular uh, disease. Uh, and then uh, resilience, cryotherapy. You know, a, a third of the book is really new content, new information. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's just going to be uh, phenomenal for anyone who has disease or for people who want to have healthy aging and want to be sure that they give their brain and body the best chance to be doing phenomenally well in your 60s, 80s, and 100 and beyond. Oh, that's so great. We can't wait to get our hands on that. So in addition to your book and cookbook, how else can people find out about your work and get involved? So uh, I certainly want you to, to follow me on Instagram because then you get to see what I'm eating and doing every day. So people love that. And that's uh, Dr. Terry Walls, Dr. Terry Walls. And then uh, Facebook uh, and Twitter, I'm talking about the latest research uh, articles uh, uh, and some more lifestyle tips. So again, uh, that's uh, a tremendous resource. Uh, and then if you go to terrywalls.com forward slash diet, you get that one page handout. And if you want to get uh, copies of my research papers, that's terrywalls.com forward slash research papers. And finally, if you uh, are newly diagnosed with MS uh, and you want to see if uh, we're still recruiting for that clinical trial, that's, uh, you can reach us at msdietstudy at healthcare.uiowa.edu. Wow, that is just, uh, thank you so much. I, I, I speak for Kelly and I, we just are really very grateful that you were able to carve out a bit of time out of your very busy schedule to connect with our listeners who I know will find this incredibly beneficial. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening. If you have questions or would like us to discuss a certain topic, please feel free to email us at everydaywellnesspodcast at gmail.com. You can find out more about Kelly at kellydonahuephd.com and more about Cynthia at cynthiatherlow.com. Just as you carefully choose the cut of meat or freshness of produce that you cook at home, you should carefully choose chemical-free cookware that provides a healthy and safe cooking experience. The materials in 360 cookware are safe, sustainable, and of the highest quality. Their cookware is 100% free from any toxic chemicals as the company produces quality stainless steel cookware and bakeware without added chemicals, and all are manufactured in the United States. 
It's also the leading manufacturer that equips kitchens with cookware and bakeware that are free of all of the toxic chemicals and coatings, including PFAS, Teflon, and ceramic. And the best thing is that when used properly, the product's construction provides nonstick properties in a product that can be passed down through generations. Go to www.360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. Again, that's 360cookware.com and use code CYNTHIA20 for 20% off your first order. We've been using their products over the last several months and have really been pleased with not only the durability, but ease of cleanliness. 